Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Rev. Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. All of us will experience. Hallelujah. But like I said, at the end of the day, may you receive knowledge and understanding so that you will not faint anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this morning's service. Thank you for the entrance of your word. The Bible said the entrance of your word bringeth light. Thank you that as your children come to hear your word, may there be a transformation. May our life go forward because we heard your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah. I'm talking to you about offenses. Oh, you should put your hands together for the Lord. I am talking to you about what? Offenses. Is there anybody who has been offended before? Today I'm taking my time to teach slowly. No rush. Is there anybody who has been offended before? Show my hand if you have been offended before. I like you. Thank you. You actually stood up. That's a good one. Is there anybody who has been offended before? Those of you who have, who have not risen up, you have not been offended before, right? Or they are the offenders. <laughs> Is there anybody who has been offended before? Should not have been offended before? Even this once have been offended before at your age. Have you been offended before? Of course. <laughs> Even at their age, they've been offended before. Offended. Even me, I've been offended before. And I, 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 I've been offended. Even last year, somebody offended me. Offense. Offense. But let's look at this. It's a spiritual thing, so let's look at it carefully. Amen. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18. Today, Mama, I wish the pulpit was down here. Can you help me with the pulpit down here? Because I want to preach so that I can. Yeah, thank you. The book of Matthew. No, it's coming. It's okay. Matthew 18, verse 7. Let's look at Matthew 18. In fact, maybe we should start from verse number 6 so we can get the story. Look at the scriptures. It said that, but whoso whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck and that he were drawn into the depth of the sea. Whosoever will offend one of those little ones, it will be better for the person that a millstone is attached and thrown into the bottom of the sea. Hallelujah. 
then the verse, the next verse. Woe unto the world because of offenses. Woe unto the world because of what? Because of what? For it must needs be that offenses come. This is what we don't want to accept. It must need be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Woe to the world because of offenses. Hallelujah. And the, see the, the Hebrew word for that word offenses. Scandals. Scandal, scandals. Okay. It means to put a stick in front of somebody to trip the person. That's what it means. It means to put a stick like somebody's coming. Then you put a stick so that the person can trip and fall. Offenses. Woe to the world. So I'll give I'll say some general things about offenses. Number one, offending people. Offending people has consequences. Offending people has consequences. That is why the previous said that what do you cause any of those little ones? It would have been better. That a millstone is tied around your neck. So as you keep on offending people, there's a punishment for it. So those of you who are in the habit of hurting people. He says. Whoa. Who caused one of them? So when you do things that make people fall, you also don't go scot-free. What to the the people say if you cause any of this little one? So see, you cause somebody, he said, he said, what the, the verse before? The one. It says, but whoso shall offend one of those little ones that believe in me. You see, you offend somebody, a little one that affects the person. You see, it affects the person. What you did affect the person, there's a punishment for it. That is why those who abuse children should be careful. You are abusive. Leaders who take advantage of their subject and abuse them. Including pastors who abuse their members. There's a, price, there's a punishment for it. I once told a wife that your, what your husband is doing, forget about being a wife, just the fact that you are a Christian, the way he's treating you, there's a punishment for it. I'm preaching. I said, forget about that, the person is even your wife. Just the way he's treating another human being. So don't think offenses are benign. You go keep on offending people. Keep on putting sticks in front of people to trip. That's a, that's a, you pay for it. The church is quiet. I hope we are getting the message. Look, offenses are not benign. No. So don't go, don't go, go around offending people. Hallelujah. See, I've removed my glasses so I can't see your face. <laughs> so I'm preaching. Hallelujah. And then number two. Different 
different people. Come here. Different things offend different people. That's what you don't know. The further it, there's no offense, there's no offend the person. All of us say what offends us. So don't say that you do this small thing. No, it may be small to you, but it's not small to him. I'm preaching. I say I'm preaching. Different, so, 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 different, different, different people. So for, for to you, it is nothing. But to her, it's a big deal. You just broke up and so, but this one, it's a big deal for her. It's a big deal for her. You think that, oh, I slept with you and I left, I moved on. What's the problem? You need to move on. No. So when she slept with you, so she, she, it's a big deal for her. I'm preaching. It's a big deal. <laughs> I've taken my glass, so I don't see anybody's face. <laughs> Reverend Force, that's all. It's a good strategy. Different things are for different people. Some people, look, some people, their husband will go and sleep around with them. It won't bother some women to not bother them at all. But that same woman, maybe and the husband not working will go make her go crazy. So I smoke. When I was in medical school, in fifth year, we had an OBGYN lecturer who was an Indian. Vanessa, he was an Indian lecturer. And one thing this man could not stand. I say, one thing you cannot stand is a woman who is talking and moving his hands. Her hands. <laughs> she could that this professor could not stand a lady who talks and moves her hands. I mean, I'm serious. So that if you are a female medical student. And you go for a viva, inter- uh, exams, oral exams, and you are talking and you are doing like this. Hey, that's failure. You are failed. <laughs> that, that, that was it. You hear her? You say, "Why can a woman talk? Move hand, move hand. Why, why, why woman talk? Move hand. <laughs> that's the basis for your failure. Why woman talk?" Why woman talk and move hand? Tell me about why woman talk <laughs> and move her hand. <laughs> you feel? So first is concerned. When a lady is talking, you must tell like. So this girl will be talking, okay, and the pelvis and the uterus is here. He's ash. He, he will not even listen. That the father you are moving your hand, he's offended. So I wonder why he's so offended by this. No, 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 no. Apparently, he had a very bitter divorce and very angry. Ah. Oh. So he had a wife who was so. I mean, this, so you could understand. He can't break it. That God, Doctor Gosh could not stand a woman moving and at all. So if you come, if what you are saying is not true, he said, "Okay, sir." So they, good. <laughs> So if you want to pass the exam and you are a lady, as soon as you enter there, 
put your hand behind your back. Because she had a very proud wife. So the terror struck him. PTSD. Maybe that's. <laughs> hey. So different things offend different people. So, so when, that is why when somebody says stop it, I don't like it. You better stop it. I'm preaching to you. This thing you're doing, I don't like it. Don't say that's nothing. The person say me. I don't like it. Because different things offend different people. Including those of us. Look, even me, a lot of things don't offend, but some things offend me. No, some things I can't stand at all. A lot of things I can let go scot free. But some things when you do. See, and everybody, there's something, there's something that will choke you. Something when you do, it just, it just gets to me. Yeah. Hallelujah. So different from different people. Are you hearing me? And then, so one is that of offenses are not benign. Different things offend different people. And then number three, so long as you are a human being on this earth, you will be offended. Expect it. That's why I ask, is anybody who has offended? No, even these little ones. I'm sure if I go to the same church, and ask uh, Gia and Ko and Coco. Even Coco will reason that I've been offended before. <laughs> be, you know, if you like go and bring the children, you see that uh, Zoe, Coco, Gia, they all say, mm. It's part of being in this world. Hallelujah. It was Bishop Saki who told us. That if you don't want anybody to step on your toe in church, when you are coming to church, you leave your toe behind. He says, if you don't want people to step on your toes in church, then don't bring your toes to church. Because by all means, even in the church, somebody will step on your toe. So if you don't want your toe to be upset, just leave your toe at home. <laughs> Hallelujah. So offenses. Amen. But here, this message that I'm sharing with us. It is not even about the offender. Okay? It's not about the offender. It's about the offendee. The offender is the one who causes the offense. The offendee is the one that is it. It's my own English, offendee. So offender. Is the word up there is. Offender is the one who causes the offense. And the offendee is the receiver. Mommy, isn't it? Is it a good word? Like, it's my word. Offender and what? Offendee. <laughs> it's a good word. So I'm talking about the offendee. Because offense will happen. Forget about the offender because as for him, there's a punishment. But you, the offendee, the receiver, how does it affect you so that it does not destroy you? Because if you don't handle offenses right, see, I'm talking about a very spiritual thing. If you don't handle offenses right, it will destroy you. Yeah, it, it will destroy you. It, if you don't handle hurts and wounds right, 
it will destroy you. So, it's, so what I'm talking about is not that you will not be offended by your capacity. It's not about the wound. It's not about the wound. It's never been about the wound. Is there anybody who has been cut before you have a scar on your body? You don't look like you have a scar. You? You? It was smooth skin. Hmm? Is, there anybody who has, is there anybody who has a scar on their skin? Oh, no. You look at that. You have a scar on your body? You? You had a scar? Where? Your uncle? How did it happen? A huge nail. You have a scar on your body? Where is your scar? What happened? Your laundry bag. Hey! We are doing sky inspection. You have a scar on your body? Yeah. What happened? Oh. You fell. What happened? Um, I fell as well. You fell. What happened to you? I was playing soccer with Spencer upstairs. Spencer upstairs? Where is it? Back in the Where is the scar? Look at it! Did you get stitches? You have a scar? You got stitches. You see, what I'm, almost everybody has a scar. Almost, it means everybody has been offended. And the scar is a sign that the wound got healed. When you see a scar, remember wound healing. But you see, you see, I am telling you that the wound healed because you don't have an under, certain underlying conditions will make the wound difficult to heal. For example, if people have diabetes, one of the problems with diabetes is that wound healing is a problem. Because of the diabetic, the wound never heals. So the same scar that we all got, because of your diabetes, it will not heal. And when it does not heal, it gets complicated. It gets infected. It's not because you got a cut, but you lack the ability to heal. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I'm talking about you, the offendee, how to handle offense. First, thing I was, you see, the first thing I'll talk about, let me talk about the consequences of offenses before I even talk about how to handle it. Number one, hurts and offenses can change you. Oh, you can change. Oh, yeah, you can change. You can change. You can change. Be- because of the, pro- the head of the face, you can actually change. No more sweet, no more smiling. No, no, you can change. It can actually change you. It can make you not a nice person anymore. No more smiling. No more giggling because of the pain. It can change you. You are no longer a free flowing person. I mean, offenses in marriage have made some wives change. They are there, but they have changed. See, there is something called simultaneous internal divorce. (laughs) 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 The person is there, but here. (laughs) I said the person is here, but absent. Simultaneous 
internal divorce. SID. It's a condition. I say SID. Simultaneous internal. The person is looking at you, the other man is inside you. Simultaneous internal divorce. It's a condition. SID. If you, you don't, if you go there, you don't find it, don't bother me. I created my. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The person is there, but inside. Inside. You see, the woman is there going through the motions, but inside. It's gone. Because a certain hex, it can change you. It can change. Look, all of us be careful. I'm, look, this message is not for your neighbor, it's for you. Hallelujah. Yeah, it can hurt you. It can really hurt you. It can change you. It can make you angry. People are changed because of offenses. You don't smile anymore. You don't talk anymore. You don't smile anymore. You don't kiss anymore. What was that? I said, when was the last time you kissed your husband? I'm talking about. Listen to me, I'm not talking about having sex because you can have sex as a commercial duty. Even prostitutes have it. The difference between a prostitute and a wife prostitutes have sex, but they don't kiss. <laughs> I'm preaching. So you can come and lie down like this, boom, come and do your thing, but it's, it's no luck. <laughs> I'm preaching. You are lying down the bed, come and do your thing, but kiss him. No, you don't kiss anymore. <laughs> I said, you don't kiss. Because kissing is passion. When I hold my hand, I don't... It's passion. <laughs> kissing is passion. I said, kissing is passion. You don't kiss anymore. <laughs> I said, I've taken off my glasses so I can't see you. <laughs> yeah. You don't kiss anymore. You don't kiss anymore. Because you have changed. Simultaneous internal divorce. <laughs> yes. You don't kiss anymore. It can change you. Yeah. That's what it is. Offenses can make you resentful. When you are hurt, you can become resentful. Oh yeah, resentful. Resentful. You see, that is why you move into the stage of I say, say nothing anymore. You are in the church, but you observe that I will not say anything about <laughs> anymore. I, I mean, you are, you are blanked out. Have nothing to say because you become resentful. You're offended, and you will be offended in the church. Don't forget. You understand? You become you say nothing about anything no more. Yeah, offense, resentful. Yeah, you are, you don't say anything anymore. You are quiet. You used to talk a lot at meetings. Now you don't talk anymore. 
come and sit in the church, you say nothing. I don't want trouble. is a sign that you are hit. The, sil- the silence means a lot. See, be, be afraid of quiet people. Though. When people are not talking, be afraid. I say, when people are not talking, be afraid. You see, when you ask your wife, what's the problem? It says nothing. Nothing! nothing. I'd rather be something. Nothing? Nothing is the most dangerous statement of a woman. Nothing! What is wrong? Nothing. Then why aren't you smiling? Nothing. Nothing. Is everything okay? Is there any problem? What have I done? Nothing. If I've done nothing, why aren't you talking to me? (laughs) Then nothing is loaded. Yeah. Nothing. You see, look at the scripture. Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Matthew 24, verse 10. It said that, and then shall many be what? Are you reading? And, and then shall many be what? And because of offense, what would they do? And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. That's one people. When people get offended and they are not here, they become betrayers. Mm. Most churches, people who live in Crete, they are hate. Yeah. If you don't overcome your hate, you become a betrayer. Betrayer. And hate one another. Yeah. Your inability to recover is what to make you a betrayer. Yeah. Betray one another. Hate one because you are hate. Resentful. To the point that, you see, if you don't handle your offenses well, you can become a very dangerous person. I'm talking to you. Like just after like the diabetes, you see the cut. If you don't have the ability to heal it, it can kill you. You can become you can become very sick and infected. If you don't handle your offenses, you can become. If you don't handle offenses well, which one we'll talk about next week, you can become very. Now I'm talking about what it can do to you. They want say you can many shall many shall be offended and betray. You don't even know you can become a betrayer. You don't even know you can become a hater. To the point that if you don't handle an offense and hurt one, you can even become a murderer. Because you are hurt. Somebody say forgive. forgive. Yeah. And it's not about, you see, it's not about what is offending you. What's another point I want to say? It's not about what is offending you. It is only a mad person who is offended by something useless. Who's offended has a good reason to be offended. Unless you're a madman. Any normal human being, when they are hurt, there's a good reason. 
So it's not about whether it was legitimate, what was done to you was right or wrong. No, no, it's not about that because any normal human being, I mean, if you walk down the road, you understand? As you walk down the road, and as you are going down this road, on this avenue, you see some guy coming. And spit upon you. Will you be angry? Yes. The guy, will you fight him? No. No, I'm saying something. But as you are sitting here, if this lady spits on you, will you be offended? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Because this is a normal human being. So you'll be offended. But if a mad person insults you, you will not be offended. If a crazy boy had insults you, will you be offended? The guy is crazy. You go to the psych ward and some psych, some mental person that, hey, you're an idiot. Will you be <laughs> A psych word and a mental person, you idiot. Will you be offended? It's, the person is not right. So when I'm saying that a normal human being won't say they are heads, that's a good reason. Hallelujah. That's a good reason why you're offended. But that does not still the good reason does not legitimize they're not hand dealing with the offense. Look, one of the guys who was offended in the Bible, who did not handle his offense well, was Absalom. He was hurt. Let's, let, let, let's look at You see, Absalom was hurt. Absalom was hurt. Why was he hurt? Because Absalom had a sister whose name was Tamar. Absalom and Tamar, they are from David. Same mother, same father. But Absalom had a stepbrother, same father, but different mother, whose name was Amnon. And Amnon raped Tamar. If somebody rapes your, if somebody rapes your sister, won't you be angry? Amnon raped Tamar. So Absalom became annoyed. And, and the Bible said he never said anything good nor bad for two years. Silent, resentment, hateful. Until one day, he had a party. And he invited Amnon to come for the party because he had a desire to kill him. Because the pain, he did not deal with the pain. He was still hurt. He was right to be angry. I'll, you see, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Absalom was right to be angry. Because you see, when you look at Leviticus, the, the book of Leviticus chapter 20 verse 17. Leviticus 20 17. Leviticus 20 17. If a man, look at this. This is the law of Moses. Mommy, are you here with me? This is the law of Moses. You see, if a man shall take his sister, his father's daughter, or his mother's daughter, and see her nakedness, and she sees his nakedness, it is a wicked thing. And they should be cut off in the sight of their people. He had uncovered his sister's nakedness, and he shall bear his iniquities. This was the law. 
The law was that if you sleep with your sister, you should be killed. And David was the king. He knew the law. David was the king. He knew the law. So Absalom was upset that you knew the law. You did not apply it. Absalom read the law. That when Amnon has done, deserves to be killed. You, the king, you knew he slept with my sister. It's against the law. You talk about all the commandments or all the sums, but why can't you not implied it? And sometimes we get hurt because we feel justice is not done. The reason for your hurt is that you feel that justice is not being done. The reason for your pain is that it's not fair. So Absalom was obviously upset because he, he, David, David knew this one. David knew. Everybody knew. Yeah. That was why he was hurt. That look, you knew the right thing. And most of the time, the reason why we get angry and upset is because we feel that justice is being denied. I'm, I'm preaching a good message. Justice is being denied. That's why these people go into the streets. That's why they rout. That's why they burn the shops. Because they feel justice is being denied. But you see, what I'm sharing with you goes beyond that. Whether justice is being denied or not, you must be able to handle the offense. Because if you don't deal with offense well, Absalom became a murderer. Absalom became what? I said, Absalom became what? I said, Absalom became what? If you don't deal with your pain and your hurt well, you can become a murderer. Yes. You'll be a betrayer. You become an off- you, you are a murderer because you did not handle it well. You did not handle it well. If you don't handle it well, you will become a murderer, a hater. You don't handle it well, you become a divorcee. You are so hurt, you can walk out. I'm preaching. If you don't handle the pain well, you can become an orangu. You can live and criticize the church and destroy it because you are hurt. If you don't handle it well, if you don't handle it well, you will end the marriage now. Only to find out that the next one you go and pick is the same. So it's not, it's not about the person. It's human nature. Learn to handle offenses. Leaving this person, leaving Joe to go and marry John. That no, will not change the situation because at the end of the day, they are the same. And if you leave Mary to go and marry Margaret, it's even worse off. <laughs> so, 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 let to handle it. And that's absolutely not handle it. That's why he became a murderer. He was, look, he knew the law. But it it's, it's not about it. Hallelujah. Are you or you are going home? 
Yeah. Yeah. Offenses. Yeah. It will destroy you. Okay. I'll go more into that. You know, sometimes I'm preaching to human beings. I'm preaching. Am I preaching to human beings? Sometimes some things are so painful to forgive. I mean, we have heard about forgive, forgive, but the thing is just painful. Can I get a witness in the church? There's nothing more painful to forgive than repeated offense. You forgive, then he does, does it again. Then you forgive, then he does it again. So it's just painful to forgive. Painful. He comes crying. Oh, sweetheart, this is the last time. I, I, you know, it, it was it was a it was a low moment. I, it was a low moment in my life. You know, I felt low. I didn't reason. That's why I slept with her. By honey, you know, this is the last time. I won't do it again. I, it was just a low moment. It was the devil who tempted me. You know, I'm not like that. Then you forgive. <laughs> then two months later. <laughs> You know, the last time it was a low moment, but this one it was a confused moment. (laughs) (laughs) But you still have to forgive. You see, I remember a church member, one of my church members in Manhattan, who was having, whose wife was misbehaving. I mean, misbehaving, misbehaving. I mean, capital. M. <laughs> Continuously. So, when they are called, they say, Brother, so and so. The Lord commanded us to forgive. <laughs> and at first, I told him that Jesus said that even the people who crucified him, when he was on the cross, as they were, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. He said, Yes, Reverend, right, you are right. He said, Reverend, you are right. Father, forgive them, for they know not. This one, she knows. Everything <laughs> 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 I told me. He says, Reverend, you are right. The Bible said, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. This one, she knows. <laughs> so the forgiveness does not apply here. That's what, she, that's, that's what the brother told me. He said, the Bible said, Reverend, you are right. Forgive them, for they know not. This one, she knows. But when, you see, I'm, I'm talking to you about practical things. We all say forgive, forgive, but some, some things are not easy to forgive. 
Recently, recently I, I spoke to a senior man of God who apparently is one of the most holy people, very senior person of God. I'm not talking about Bishop Black, no, no. I'm a senior person of God, very mature Christian. Who something had happened repeatedly. He said, Nosh, I think I'm beginning to get affected. That's what he told me. He was telling me, he said, Nosh, I think I'm beginning to get affected. And you must be able to tell yourself that I think I'm beginning to get affected. Don't live in denial. I think I'm beginning to get affected. Because you are human. It will affect you. And rather begin to pray for mercy. Because it will affect you. She said, Rush, I think I'm beginning to get affected. I can see a change in my spirit. Yeah. I'm talking about a very mature spiritual person. He said, I think I'm beginning to get affected. Because once again, he was dealing with a repeated offender. A repeated offense is not difficult. It's, it's not easy. So you must also be able to look at your spirit and say, look, I'm beginning to get offended. I'm beginning to get affected. And rather, go on your knees and say, God, I beg you. I beg you, take this pain out of here. Hallelujah. Because no, it is. Yeah. To the point that you see, let me tell you another thing. You see, these are our offenses. You see, if you don't handle offenses well, you can easily become a rebel. I'll tell you something. What is, believe it or not, most rebels in society are, offend, are, are, are offended people. More, if you read history, most people who become dictators, rebels, they were offended. If you go into their background, Hitler was offended. Hitler was offended. Go and read about it. Hitler was an offended child. He was offended because he grew up in the army, he didn't get some position, and he felt the Jews were the problem. So, if you, is it most, most dic- dictators in, in some African countries that I know, the reason why people rise up and take arms and overthrow the because they are hurt. And hungry. Hate and hungry is a very dangerous combination. <laughs> if you read history, you see that a lot of the detectives, Stalin, all of them, Stalin was in the choir, he was thrown out, you got offended. You look at it, they were all hit. So if you don't handle the thing well, it can turn into a monster. I'll tell you, you not like men again. You think I'm joking? A man may hate you so much, you will not believe in men again. I am I'm speaking my mind. I'm, that's what I think. If you go and look at them, some of them have been by a man, so they don't see a man at all. Abused by a man. Abused by a man. So, 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 so. Yeah. yeah. Most of the detectives, they have been hurt before. Some pain that they could not recover. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Most rebels. Most rebels. Most rebels. 
Yeah. A lot of people who murmur, a lot of people who murmur and complain in church, are hurt. Are hurt. You know, they are hurt. That's the reason why they murmur and they grumble. If you don't handle it well. Yeah. That is why I'm sharing with you. You see, try not to let offense guide you. Can I get an amen? amen. I said, can I get an amen? amen? Try not to get let offense guide you. That's why I said that you must be able to say that I'm hit. advice. What to do when you're offended? When you are hurt or offended, Nora, when you are hurt or offended, borrow a brain. I said what? Borrow a brain. Borrow a brain in the sense that don't take decisions based on the offenses. So, borrow a brain. When I say borrow a brain, it means be guided by somebody who is more spiritual and mature. Okay? Borrow a brain. Borrow a brain. That's what I feel like doing, so borrow a brain. Don't go by what you feel. So find somebody who's more mature and spiritual. Mature and spiritual. When I say borrow a brain, I don't mean go and talk to another stupid person. Amen. When you are offended in the church, borrow a brain, find a mature brother. You know, Reverend did something to me and I was so hurt. What do you think? The person will counsel you. But don't go and borrow another head and a, a stupid brain. Borrow a brain. As your husband has done something that is paining you, that you are hurt, borrow a brain. Find another mature woman. Don't go and talk to that your auntie who has divorced seven times. Borrow a brain. I'm preaching. Put your hands together for the Lord. Borrow a brain. Because what you are looking for is your head. You want the wound to be healed. So, in the wound healing, you don't need to put, contaminate the wound. You don't need to put streptococcal or staphylococcus on the wound. Some people, when you are hurt and you go and console them, they are streptococcal and staphylococcus. They will make the wound worse. <laughs> Staph and strep are bacteria. They can make a simple wound worse. So in your pain, in your head, you don't need streptococcus or staphylococcus. That auntie who's hurt, that brother who's hurt, that sister who's hurt, is that the one you're going to consult in your pain? The wound will get worse. Staphylococcus, as soon as you go, hey, you two, they did the same thing to you. Eh? <laughs> they're all like that. 
to this church. You see, you see, you see that. That's why now, that's when I come to church. I don't say anything. You know, I sit in my corner. You watch them. Hey, you see. Uh, anyway, once beaten, twice shy. Maccabees chapter three, verse twelve. <laughs> Borrow. I said what? Borrow a brain. Hallelujah. Yeah. Wonderful. Are we getting blessed? Yeah. Don't play with offenses. Yeah. Don't play with offenses at all. At all, at all, at all, at all. Borrow a brain. Borrow a brain. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't play with it. Your husband has done something that is painful. It's painful. You need to find a mature person and talk to. That brother look honestly, what he has done, and be honest, what, what he has done, I'm struggling to forgive. It's the truth. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. And I need some counsel. I'm struggling. That's why this mature, this mature, mature Christian brother, it took me the nose. I think I'm being affected. Look, we are human. If I keep coming, one day you say, Ajay, I mean, I need a nice lady, but you know, I'm damn sure. Even you cry, you, if, I, if I stop, you say, Ajay. As nice as you are, you say what? Hey, Jay. Hey. So, that's what I'll hate to be there. But borrow a brain. You see, and the reason I'm saying that is that, you see, I'm talking about a very spiritual thing. And I'll show you why. Why we, that, why, why we don't have to joke with offenses. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. It says that to whom? Second Corinthians, look at the scripture very well. To whom you forgive anything. The word is what? Forgive. To whom you, Paul was speaking. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgave it. For your sex forgave I it. In the person of Christ. Paul said, anybody you forgive, I also forgive. Just for Christ's sake. But the, the, Jocelyn, look at the next one, which is very dangerous. Lest Satan should gain advantage over us. Lest Satan should gain advantage over us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. It means when you don't forgive, Satan gains advantage over you. I'm preaching. This is the highlight of my message. Satan for you to be hurt. So Paul said, even though what the guy did is bad, even though the guy is dangerous, even though I'm annoyed, I have no choice but to forgive him. Otherwise, Satan will take advantage of us. If you don't forgive of your husband, Satan will take advantage of you. If you don't forgive your wife, Satan can take advantage of it. So that Satan doesn't get the upper hand, I will forgive. 
Say, let Satan take advantage. As a pastor, if I don't forgive you, Satan will take advantage of it. Let Satan take advantage. A story is told. One day, somebody said the devil was doing a yard sale. Let me ask you. Satan was doing a yard sale. Satan, oh, so somewhere in uh, in Tinek. <laughs> so he brought. You know how people do a yard sale. So he brought all the things for sale. He brought uh, last uh, the all sort of things. Then those two items that those, that were not for sale. He said, Ah, Satan. How come this item? Oh, no, no, no. This one, they are not for sale. Why? Because they work every time I use them. So I won't sell them. See, these two items are not for sale. Because they work every time. So I still have use of them. I'm not about to put them on the yard sale. And so, what are, are the two items? He said, fornication and offenses. Yeah. He says, they seem to work. All the time. He said, they don't fail. He said, take the, ma- the most mature, the most spiritual, the most prophetic. I throw offense. Ah, catch them. Prophetic man, doing signs and wonders. I will make another minister offend him. Immediately I get him. Go ahead and read the final quest. No matter how spiritual you are, he can throw offense at you. You pray, you see visions. I will throw offense at him. He says, This one. So they are not for sale. They are not for sale. I throw offense into the marriage. You can see that very, bo- I mean, honorable person, well brought up, hardworking. I will throw offense at him in, in it. I get it. So Paul said that I know this weapon. I know this weapon. That is why I will not let him have advantage over me. For we are not ignorant. The word is ignorant. We are not ignorant of his devices. As I'm getting hurt, as I'm getting offended, I know behind it, Satan wants to take advantage of it. Behind it. As you are walking away from the church because you are angry, Satan is looking for your soul. Satan is looking for your children's soul. There are people who have walked away from this church and their children have become atheists and unbelievers. So you don't know that as you are angry at the pastor, the real agenda was for your son to become sexually pervert. It's an agenda. It's an agenda. As you are walking away from the marriage, you don't understand that at the end of the Satan's plan for your children to become confused and rebels. So this weapon is not for sale. It always works. Great men of God, miracles, you throw offense at them. Satan, you see this weapon always works. So Paul, who is super spiritual, he said, I'm not ignorant. Because what the guy did was very bad. But Paul said, no matter what the guy was very bad. But Paul said, no, it doesn't matter. I know the devil. If I don't forgive, it's one of his plans. You don't forgive that your husband, that child, that friend, 
that pastor? It's sad to say that I know people who were offended and left the church, and their children have become unbelievers. And other beings. And they are struggling with them. So you don't know that that anger of walking out was part of his plans. So I'm not ignorant. That is why I also call offense the thief of victory. Okay? Don't forget, offense is the thief of victory. Offenses are the thief of victory. What will steal your victory away is offense. Offense is the thief of victory. I, watch, I once watched an Olympics game. The Seoul, Seoul Olympics. The 100 by the 110 meter hurdles. When they started in Seoul, Korea. Go and watch that Olympic Games. I like sports. The one who was leading was Flo Joe. No, the one with the long nails. Yeah. That headler with the long nails. Yeah. No, you don't know sports. She was leading. Bah, the hurdles, she was clearing. 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 Then at the last hurdle, she kicked the thing, tripped, and fell like this. The bar was here, but she fell here. And because of that fall, everybody passed him. Her victory was stolen. I said, her victory was stolen. She had done well. Her victory was stolen. Just close to her. And sometimes, your breakthrough, your victory, this about an offense will be thrown at you and immediately you respond, you have lost your victory. If only you can stay on for one minute, you will enter into your glory. But don't let offense take you away. Yeah. Every time I watch that video, I say, hey, this is so, this. When I watch it, the, the, the Lord showed me that this is what offenses are like. The Lord showed me this is how offenses are. You are just about to enter into a breakthrough, and then they will throw offense at you. Just about. Just about. Just about. The thief of victory. Just about to enter a breakthrough. Then offenses will be thrown at you. It was just a meter to the finish line. She was leading all along, but she fell. Just about. And sometimes, don't, see, listen to me carefully. Sometimes the offense can come from people you trust. And that's why you have to watch it. Can you believe that the one who had the double mountain? To anoint Elijah, Elisha was Elijah. The one with the double portion who could give anointing to Elisha was Elijah. But it was Elijah who told Elisha, don't come. Don't come. Stay away. I don't want you. Don't come. You are too known. If Elisha was some of us, was like some of us who said, forget it, I'm not coming. He said it more than once. Don't come. Stay here. Don't do this. Don't come. But Elisha was spiritual. And he said, as long as the Lord liveth. Because Elisha was focused on the victory, on the anointing, not the comments and the irritation. 
it is possible that the pastor who can bless you will be the one who can offend you. The day you get offended by me, remember Elisha. That this man is bringing me into victory. And therefore, I will not fall for this trap. Amen. That's all. That's all. Elisha was spiritual. He was spiritual. He said, I want a double portion. He says that Elijah kept on. Look, Elijah, almost seven times, Elijah said, Don't come. Kept on frustrating. Yeah. But you get offended. That's sometimes the thing for victory. Somehow, somehow, I don't know. Somehow, maybe just, just before God takes you through, you'll be tempted. Maybe it's the final test. Maybe it's the final test. Maybe it's the final test. The final test. Maybe it's the final test. If we, after you've done well, you've prayed, you've fasted, you've given, you've loved, you've done, you've served, you've worked, the final test will be offense. You will be offended. Can you pass it? The final test. Hallelujah. So, I want to end this morning session. It's a morning session. Maybe it's an evening session. <laughs> I, want to, I want to just end this morning message. Look. Don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. Don't be ignorant. Anytime you feel offended, ask yourself, what, is, what am I being robbed of? Thank you. I say, anytime you get offended, ask yourself, what am I being what? Robbed of. So I don't fall for this trip. Yeah. So I don't fall for it. He said, lest, we, we, we are not ignorant of it, lest Satan get advantage. Hallelujah. So I've talked about offenses. From today, Sally, remember, it's a weapon of the devil. The last thing he said, he said, this one, I will not sell it. And I will throw it, and I will throw it, and I will throw it. The question is, can you pass? But I pray that we'll be like Paul. We will not be ignorant of his devices. Our victory will not be stolen because of hurts and offenses. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray for ourselves. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I, I feel I should, remember, I feel like I should pray. I want to pray for us. Amen. Just based on this, this scripture. There are some of us here who have been hurt, who have been wounded, and the pain is deep, and you are struggling to forgive. Come, let's pray. You've been hurt. The pain is deep. The pain is deep. Please come. Let's pray. Because we are not ignorant. We are praying something was done to you. It was done to you. The thought of it. It was painful. It was legit but it was painful. But let's say then take advantage of us. Let's pray. honest with myself I'm be, and I, I'm being led by the spirit because it's not just forgive forgive it's, 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 it's not as easy as that no 
But we are coming to God. That Lord, help us. Help me, help me, help me to walk in the forgiveness. Abuse as a child. Betrayed by a friend. This, uh, 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 maybe betrayed by a friend. Accused by a colleague. Something painful. Somebody you help is now smiting at you. Somebody you build is now criticizing you. It's painful. Betrayed by somebody you trusted in. But we are here. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, help us. Oh, let the pain go away. Let the pain go away. Let, let us forgive us. For we are not ignorant of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Pray. Everybody pray. Oh, I need a music. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Mama Shandaria Baba. Holy Spirit from me. Oh. Restore. Restore unto me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The joy Thank of my salvation. We are not ignorant. Satan will not take advantage of the situation. Oh, the pain will not be there forever. But I have Lord, have Lord, have Lord. Most say we are not ignorant of God. Receive a touch of God, a clean heart of God, a renewed heart of God. And
the sorrow is over. Father, thank you for taking the sting out of the head. Thank you, Lord. That we'll have a sweet flowing spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you that we will not lose our victory. We will not lose our victory. For we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. In Jesus' name I pray. And let the saints shout Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Please be seated. A good friend of mine, also a very mature Christian, once told me in our early days of Christianity, he said, always maintain a sweet spirit. Always maintain a sweet spirit. May your spirit be sweet. I say, may your spirit be sweet. May nothing be able to contaminate your spirit. I say, may nothing be able to contaminate your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's time for communion. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.